Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Revival Now broadcast. My name is James Brandt, and I am live from Clarkston, Michigan. I want to thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. Today I have a powerful lineup, some, something that I want to talk about that is going to change your spiritual walk with God forever. But before I get to that, I want to invite you to some event, events that we have scheduled I am going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th, for a revival experience. That meeting begins at 6 p.m. at the Holiday Inn South, Holiday Inn Express South. I'm telling you, get there. If you live in Lansing, if you live on the east side of the state, whatever, just drive there. Get there. I'm telling you what, the presence of God is going to be there. The presence of God is going to be so strong. Let's believe him for miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm going to do my best to to hear from the Holy Ghost and give a fresh word from him. And I believe that it will change your life. In, you know what? In, in not even what I'm going to talk about really matters. What matters is this, that you put yourself in the atmosphere of heaven in that place, the presence of God. I am convinced if the presence of God is not in a service, we are wasting our time. It's only the anointing, the presence of God. That destroys the yoke of bondage in the life of an individual. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to preach and teach the word, and I'm going to do that. We need a foundation on the word. But I'm telling you right now, we need the word of God, or the presence of God. We need the word of God, and we need the presence of God. We need both. But I'll tell you, we've I've all been in churches where the presence of God is not in that place, And it is boring. And there is nothing like the atmosphere of heaven when it fills a place. So I can promise you, the moment you step into that conference room in Grand Rapids, the presence of God is going to be there. I know there's going to be uh, many people who are showing up who, who told me they're going to be there. And they are coming with faith in their heart. And when two or three are gathered with faith, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to be a spiritual explosion. And it will be a revival experience for you. 
Also, I'm going to be in my home area doing a revival experience in the Detroit, Michigan area. Saturday, July 14th, that meeting begins at 7 p.m. That is going to be held at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan. It's going to be the same thing, the presence of God. Also, also, mark your calendars, West Coast. I'm going to be in the Los Angeles area Saturday, August 25th. That meeting begins at 7 p.m. That's going to be at the Courtyard Marriott in Santa Ana, California, near the Santa Ana John Wayne Airport, where I was before. I'm telling you, I have such an expectation for that meeting in that area. Me and some friends, we're going to be going out uh, the next day. We're going to go into the Hollywood area. We're going to have a prayer walk. We're going to be ministering to individuals. God has put a burden on my heart for the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, that area. That area that really the world worships. And I've been there. And I'm telling you right now, it is one huge deception from the enemy. The, the world builds up Hollywood, and it's so glamorous. I'm telling you right now, it's a deception from the enemy. And the Lord's putting it into my heart to go to that area. We need to advance the kingdom of God in that area. The reason it is the way it is is because many Christians have turned their back on that area and said, we can't do anything about it. So if you want to partner up with me in this ministry to reach that area, I'm telling you, I'm going to be sharing with you in the near future the strategy. The Holy Spirit has given me a strategy for that area. And I know some things are going to be happening in that area. If you want to be a part of that with me, you want to team up with me, you want to come in agreement with me for that area, contact me. Send me a message in Facebook. Send me an email, james at jamesbrant.org. That's B-R-A-N-D-T. And let me know you want to partner up with me. We need to reach out to these areas. Don't give up on an area. I'm telling you right now. Listen, this is the thing. God wants to reach those areas more than we want to reach those areas. So all he's waiting for is his people to come in agreement with him, go into those areas, make yourself available as a vessel of the Holy Ghost for the Holy Ghost to flow through. That's all he's waiting for. That's it. And again... The only reason those areas, that area, is the way it is because many have given up and said, we can't do it. The giants are too big in the land. Well, I'm here to tell you that we can do it and we will do it. I need partners. I need you to come in agreement with me. I need you to connect with me in this ministry. Let's do it. Let's do it for the glory of God. Let's shake some trees. Let's rattle the foundations of that area. There's a huge, going through that area, there's, there's so much occult, so many occult shops there. There's a huge building that's, it's a Christian science building. People, this is a cult. It's evil. It's nothing more than a den of demons. Where are the Christians that are willing to go into this area and pull these people out of this pit of deception to proclaim the truth. Where are they? Those Christians who won't back down to the pressure of the media. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what I sound like on, to the media or, or how they would twist it against me. Our job is to go into those territories, advance the kingdom of God, period, and let God deal with the rest of them.
Are you with me? So get ready. Los Angeles, West Coast, August 25th, Saturday, August 25th, 7 p.m., Revival Experience at the Courtyard Marriott, Santa Ana, California. For more information about these events and future events that I'm going to be doing, go to my website at revivalchristian.org. You can also get there through jamesbrandt.org. Also, I want to encourage you to sign up for my uh, free ministry email list where I'll be putting out schedule updates, teachings, prophetic words, whatever the Holy Ghost gives me to send your way. To sign up for that, go to revivalpodcast.org. And it's uh, right at the upper left side of the website. Revivalpodcast.org is my blog and a podcast site. You can also sign up for my podcast through the iTunes store. Simply type in the search box, Pastor James Brandt, Revival Christian Center Podcast. And you can subscribe for free to my messages. All of the past broadcasts that I do, all the archive broadcasts, I put put in that site. Or that, yeah, that website. So, you, and, and there's a lot of my past messages that you can listen to. I, I want to give you, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. I want to give you the two-week challenge. What's the two-week challenge? I want you to listen to one of my messages. One of my messages. Every day. For two weeks straight. Every night or whenever you have free time. One message for two weeks. And I'm telling you right now, I believe the Holy Spirit will stir you up to want more. If you feel dry today, I guarantee you, it won't be long into that two weeks when you're going to start to feel a stirring and a hunger again for the things of God. So go to RevivalPodcast.org, go to JamesBrandt.org. RevivalChristian.org and tune in and listen and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Now, for today's broadcast, I want to talk about a topic that is so important that if you don't take hold of this topic, it will negatively affect your spiritual walk the rest of your days on this earth. And not walking in this may even negatively affect how long you are on this earth. Now, here's the deal. Listen to this. So many people, they kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, you know what? I'm just I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back, and I, I just kind of give up on this life, and I'm I'm really not going to do anything. I'm just constantly just waiting for Jesus to come back. Now, here's the deal. That's awesome that you're looking for Jesus. The Bible says we need to look for Him. Obviously, we need to stay focused on Him. But you are totally missing the point of why you are still on this earth right now. See, if there's nothing to do for God, once you got born again, God would have just beamed you up. And it would be done. Mission complete. But I'm telling you right now, the mission is not complete in your life or for the kingdom of God. Today, I want to talk a bit about the importance of prayer. Prayer is so important. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9, says this. It says, we are laborers together with God. We're laborers together with Him. We're not supposed to be spiritually dull and just sitting around doing nothing and just just sitting on the couch and looking for Jesus the whole time to come back. Jesus said, occupy this place until I come, until I return. You and I, 
as Christians, as disciples, a disciple means a disciplined one, means that we are to be doing things for God. We are supposed to be advancing the kingdom of God. And it comes down to this. God is looking for a partnership with Christians on this earth. What's a Christian? A person who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and who's choosing to live their life for him. They've given up on their own will, their own desires, their own motivations, and they've decided to take up their cross and follow Jesus Christ. That is a Christian. That's not a mature Christian. That is Christianity 101. Are you hearing me, somebody? So God is looking for a partnership. So that's why I have a problem when people simply just say, well, I'm just waiting for Jesus. I mean, it's like they say it in a depression mode. You know what I'm saying? But no, the Bible says that we are overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. You need to get off the couch, put the Cheetos down, and let's get busy for God. There is so much work to be done because it all comes down to this. Are you ready for this? We are going to be held accountable for what we do and what we don't do for God. Did you know that? It's true. So God is looking for a partnership with Christians, with his people, with those individuals that are in covenant with God the Father through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what a covenant is, don't you? A covenant. It's like a marriage, a marriage covenant. It means that when you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything that he has belongs to you. But also, listen to this, Everything that you had, you give to him. It's the ultimate partnership. It's a covenant. And, and I found something out. There are no prenups with God. No prenuptial agreements with God. I know, I know a lot of Christians, they try to have this prenup, have God sign it, but God says, no, no, heck no, I'm not going to sign that. No way. Because this is a covenant. So God is looking for that partnership. He's, he's looking for laborers to partner with him, to advance his purpose, his interest on this earth. And part of that laboring together with God is through prayer. Now, some people say this. Some people say, well, you know... God's just going to do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't need me. That is such a lie from the pits of hell, and I'll tell you why. Because the enemy would love for you to sit back and do absolutely nothing for God. Are you hearing me? There is a reason. There is there is something that's motivating that deception, and it's the enemy. So don't you buy it for a minute. Every person on this earth is important. Every believer in the body of Christ has a ministry, has a purpose to play. And here's the thing. If you're not fulfilling your purpose, guess what? You as a believer, if you're not fulfilling your purpose and calling, you are hurting the body of Christ. Think about just a human body. A human body has, it's one body, but it has several members. It has organs. It has body parts. So if one, you know, what if my arm decided, hey, I don't want to be part of this body. I don't want to fulfill my purpose. Uh, I'm living with one arm. It makes the job harder. 
I'm not fulfilling the purpose. My body's not fulfilling the purpose that it was created to do. And the same goes with the body of Christ. So don't think that you can just kind of push these things off to to those who are in full-time ministry or anything like that. Oh, no. No, no, no. Every believer on this earth has a purpose. And listen to this. God has chosen to limit himself according to our prayers. Why? Because God has given. In the beginning, God gave mankind authority on this earth. So for his will to be accomplished on this earth, he needs a willing person, a willing Christian who will pray for his will to be done on this earth by obeying his promptings, by reading the word, finding out what his will is. The word of God is the will of God. And so we need to find out what his desire, his will is, and we need to promote those interests. The Bible calls Christians ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors. We are representatives. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. And that's why Jesus delegated his authority that he had in his earthly ministry he delegated it to the body of Christ. He said, here, the things that I've done, you're going to do greater because I'm going on to my Father. So here you go. And guess what? The same Holy Ghost that anointed me to preach and teach the gospel, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead, guess what? That same Holy Ghost is going to anoint you to do the same thing. Here, I left you an example I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm sending you the comforter. Now let's do it. Let's go get the job done. Don't stop. Don't stop doing what I've been doing. Don't let anyone talk you out of fulfilling. Are you hearing me? Don't let anyone talk you out of fulfilling or stopping to do what I continued to do, Jesus was saying. Now, who do you think takes pleasure in you not doing anything, or me not doing anything? Listen to this. The enemy, of course, to finish that. But listen to this. Did you know the flesh in your life, the flesh, the flesh, wins by default? What do I mean by that? This is what I mean. You don't have to do anything. If you just went with the flow in the flesh, you it, it's easy. It's easy to operate in the flesh. But if you're going to walk in the spirit, you need to fight against that current of the flesh. So by default, the flesh wins if you do nothing. But there are some things that you need to do to overcome the flesh, to be able to walk in the Spirit. Are you hearing me, somebody? So, now, God gave authority to man. So he needs access. Someone, that's why it's called we are uh, God's building we are the ones who freely allow him by our own free will to operate and flow through us. Why? Because we have an earth suit, a physical body. We can legally operate on this earth because we have a physical body. We have an earth suit. We're man. All right? So here's the thing. You're either given permission to the kingdom of God, or you're given permission to the kingdom of Satan. That's it. Listen to some past broadcasts where I talk the importance of the power of our words, and why that's important, and the thought life, and why Satan and evil spirits, they love putting evil thoughts in your mind. Number one, they're trying to get you to meditate upon them. Number two, they want you to take that next and last step to speak it out of your mouth to give them permission or access to operate in your life, for you to give them place in your life. I have a whole teaching on that the last couple broadcasts, a couple of weeks back.
So, 1 Corinthians 3.9 says that we are God's building as Christians. If you're a Christian today, the Holy Spirit, when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live in your spirit, man. And that's why it says we are God's building, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. Now, how many have ever felt a prompting, a desire, a burden to pray for, a, for another individual or for, for, for a situation? Every Christian has. And as I said before, listen to this. Like I said, some people say, well, prayer doesn't matter, and God's going to do what he just wants to do. But listen to this. Why would the Holy Spirit waste his time to prompt you and I to pray? The fact is this. God does need us to pray his will into existence on this earth. Let's say I'm an owner of a business. Someone comes into my place of business and wants some changes to be made. Well, that person who came in doesn't have the authority to make those changes. But if he can convince me that those changes would be profitable, because I have authority as the business owner, I can allow those changes to be introduced or made. Now, it's kind of the same concept in the spiritual sense. We as humans have been made the boss on this earth, that we have been given authority on this earth like that business owner. But when you obey the promptings and leading of the Holy Spirit, you are allowing his will to take effect. His will then becomes your will, and you then give permission to God in that situation or whatever you're praying. You're giving him access. Oh, I'm telling you, this is one key where where people miss it. They, they just... Christians, they just miss it. Why? Probably because maybe some from unscriptural teachings from the pulpit, people that they choose to watch on TV who are teaching out of step with the Word of God on certain things. Either way, if you're believing a lie, it's coming from a bad spiritual foundation. So there's many who maybe are listening to me right now to this live broadcast or archive broadcast that God totally wants to rip up that spiritual foundation and lay a new scriptural foundation in your life. But here's the thing. You need to allow him to do that. You need to allow him to do that. So the Holy Spirit is following a chain of command on this earth. God made it that way. It's the spiritual laws that God set into motion. God himself set them into motion. So the Holy Ghost knows that he needs a willing person to agree and to pray his will on this earth. That's why praying in tongues. The prayer language is so important because when you're doing that, you're willingly you're yielding yourself, you're setting your natural natural mind aside, because the Bible says that our natural mind and our carnal mind, many times we don't know what to pray for. So you're setting your, your natural mind aside, you're giving the Holy Spirit access to pray through you, and he is praying the, the perfect will of God. The Bible says that your natural mind is unfruitful. But you are indeed speaking mysteries unto God. You're, you're praying to God. You're, you're releasing the will of God by faith. Listen, everything in the Christian walk is a walk of faith. If you stumble at, if you stumble at faith, uh, you're not going to get very far. You're not going to walk too far in this Christian walk. If you're, uh, you know, if, if you're a Thomas, you've got to see to believe. Forget it. You're not going to see. Because the Bible says that you have to believe to see. You've got to believe first before you can see. So, I mean, there, there are so many examples in the Word of God that God is looking for his people to come in agreement with him to release his will. Let, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Ezekiel 22. 
Ezekiel 22, uh, verses 30 through 31. And I want to show you something here. Listen to this. It says, So I sought for a man among them, them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me. This is God talking. On behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds of their own heads, says the Lord God. And God says, listen to this. God didn't want to destroy that area. He said, I was looking, I was searching for an individual who would come in agreement with me. That I would not consume this land, the people. He said, and I could find none. Now you tell me. I, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I see in there that God's looking for another human being. And that if there was someone who agreed with him, who could stand in the gap for that land, that that would not have happened. That's what's implied in that scripture. Now you tell me, if prayer is not important, if standing in the gap, intercession is not important, explain that verse to me. You can't. Why? Because it's clear as a bell. It's clear as day right there. Remember this, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to pray for someone, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something, listen, listen to me, there is a reason for it, and if you obey him, you will see results. Because here's the thing, God never wastes time. Nothing. He, he, everything he does is for a purpose. And if there's a prompting, I mean, it's one thing to, to see something in the Word of God and, and pray for that and, and speak that and believe for it, because that's the general will of God. But listen to me. If it gets to the point where the Holy Spirit is literally prompting you to pray for an individual or for a situation, that means this, that he is looking for someone to come in agreement with him. Who knows? Have you ever felt led to pray for someone and you didn't and that person ended up getting in a car accident or, or something? I don't know. Whatever. But you felt a prompting to pray for them. Listen to me. God is the best dispatcher in the universe. He has a heavenly perspective. He sees all things. He knows all things. So listen to me. If you're sensing a prompting, a desire on the inside to pray for someone, to pray for a situation, there's a reason behind it. There's a purpose behind it. And if you obey and yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, you will see results. I guarantee you that. Come on, don't trip over this. This is so vital. We need to take hold of it. Isaiah 119 says this, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Tie that into the principle of your prayer life. If you're willing and obedient to respond to the leading and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you will eat the good of the land. What does that mean? You will see results. Now, I want you to notice, if you are willing and obedient, there's two things in there. There's two requirements to eat the good of the land, willing and obedient. Willing deals with your attitude. Obedient deals with your actions. The fact is this, that there's many Christians who, who are obedient, but their attitude sucks. It's terrible. Well, to eat the good of the land, God says that you need to have both. You need to be willing and obedient. If you want that, start having an attitude adjustment in your life. And I'll be back in a moment.
back, and I am live from Clarkston, Michigan. I am talking about the topic of prayer this morning. You want to add to this discussion? You have something to say? You have a testimony? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. The phone lines are open at 760-825-0957. But until then, I'm going to plow on because I have a lot to say, and I only have 22 minutes. Where does the time go? Listen to me. So listen, Christians who think that everything that takes place is the will of God, they are, number one, they're ignorant or lacking knowledge on God's word, or number two, they're lazy, or both. By lazy, I mean people that don't want to accept the fact that they have a responsibility in the course of events that take place on this earth. Here's the thing. Just because God knows what is going to happen, just because he knows, he knows everything, just because he knows what is going to happen doesn't mean that he willed for it to happen that way. That's where most people are tripped up. The same thing with the length of your life. The Bible says that we can shorten, we can lengthen the days of our life on this earth. Just because God knows when we are going to take our last breath on this earth doesn't mean he willed or desired it to be that way. Are you hearing me? That's the truth right there. So some things, talking about prayer, some things that have happened uh, in our life, in the lives of others could have been avoided by them praying about a situation and allowing God to come in or or obeying the promptings, the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is looking out for you. The Holy Spirit, and a lot of people who, who are afraid to pray the will of God, those people who are fearful of that simply have a lack of knowledge. They don't know their Heavenly Father. They don't trust their Heavenly Father. That's really what it comes down to. You need to trust your Heavenly Father that He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has good things for you. You are His child if you are a Christian. And just like any other father or parent... You don't want any harm to come to your child. The same in the spiritual. God doesn't want harm to come to his child. How hard is that to understand? Now, the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer was given as a blueprint on how to pray effectively. It, it was not given by Jesus for the intent for us just to pray it word for word. Did you know that? Well, James, how can you say that? What do you mean? Maybe he wants it. Well, I'm not saying there's not necessarily anything wrong with praying it word for word, but he didn't give it to us. He gave it to us for more of a reason to give us principles about prayer. We know that Jesus isn't into vain repetition. We know that because in Matthew 6, 7, Jesus said, when you pray, not if you pray, <laughs> when you pray, don't use vain repetition. It means repetition. You're saying the same thing over again, and you're not getting any results because you're not praying in the will of God. It's just it's a prayer that you've been saying for years over and over, and it means nothing. And as you're saying it, you're rolling your eyes. As you're saying it, your eyes are starting to close because you're starting to fall asleep. Are you hearing me? There's no power. There's no spiritual oomph behind that prayer. There's nothing to back that prayer. It's vain. It's worthless repetition. Don't do that, Jesus said, because you're wasting your breath. So let's look at two verses in the Lord's Prayer where Jesus gave us important principles about prayer. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. And Jesus said these words. He says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
give us this day our daily bread. Stop right there. Jesus said, thy kingdom come. He was praying to his heavenly father. Thy, your kingdom come, he was saying. Now, here's the deal. We are the ones that enforce or promote the kingdom of God on this earth. Preaching, teaching the gospel, healing the sick, casting out demons. All these things, the things that Jesus did in his earthly ministry. He was promoting, advancing the kingdom of God, setting the captives free and preaching truth, dispelling the lies of the enemy. That is something that we as Christians are commanded to do on this earth. Look at Matthew chapter 12. Well, I'm not going to, I'm losing time here. Matthew 12 talks about Jesus in casting out demons. Again, again, my point is this, that it takes a Christian to do that. Jesus is not going to come down from heaven. God the Father is not going to come down from heaven, and he's not going to cast out demons. We as the body of Christ, Christians, believers, disciples, we are supposed to do that. 2 Corinthians 5.20, like I said earlier, calls us as Christians ambassadors for Christ. We are to represent and advance the kingdom of God on his earth, on this earth. So if we are not doing our job, the kingdom of God is not being advanced. It's not being promoted. And guess who will, if we're not advancing the kingdom of God, guess who will advance his kingdom? The enemy. The enemy through unbelievers through that's just that's it by default the enemy takes the ground if we don't advance it so listen to this Jesus said thy kingdom come thy kingdom come in the Lord's prayer when he said that Jesus is referring to I believe this for the most part referring to send and pray for laborers to be sent into the harvest Matthew 9 35 through 38 talks about it. Jesus said, pray that laborers are sent into the harvest. Now, the context of that scripture is Jesus doing. He's preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, healing the sick, and casting out demons. Now, in that context, Jesus said, the harvest is great. The harvest is here. The harvest is ready. And then he said to his disciples, he says, pray that laborers will be sent into the harvest. So listen to me. It's not a harvest problem that we have here. It's a laborer problem. And the problem that was over 2,000 years ago that Jesus had is the same problem that we have today. Right now, right here. We need Christians to step up, be bold, get equipped, go out into the harvest and reap it. Plain and simple. So we can pray, God, let your kingdom come, let your kingdom come. But if you're not willing to step out to be the building of God, to let the Holy Ghost flow through you, to allow the kingdom to be released, it's not going to happen, people. It's not going to happen. Matthew 6, verse 10, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus wasn't saying that to simply tack on it, if it be thy will to your prayers. Jesus is revealing to us that if, that, that we are to pray according to the word of God, which is his will. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? Praying in the name of Jesus does not mean to tack on the phrase, in the name of Jesus, at the end of your prayer. Did you know that? I used to think that. Now, we do that. We do that, but that's not what the point that Jesus is trying to get across here. Just, I mean, like, like as if it's he's some Santa Claus or something. Like, oh, you, you, oh, if, if I tack on in the name of Jesus, boom, I got it, whatever I ask for. Yeah, right. Sure, whatever. No, that's not the case. Listen to this. Praying in the name of Jesus means to simply pray in agreement with the Word of God. 
That's what praying in the name of Jesus. Get this. John chapter 1 calls Jesus the Word. So praying in the name of Jesus is praying in agreement with the Word. That's a revelation for some right there. And that was a revelation for me back in my earlier years of when I first became a Christian. Shoot, I just thought I'd just tack on in the name of Jesus and we're good to go. <laughs> Until I found out the truth. The truth is we need to pray we need to fill ourselves with the word of God. Listen to this. Go to 1 John. Go to 1 John chapter 5. I want to show you something here. I'm turning there myself. 1 John chapter 5. So many Christians look at their prayer life as simply uh playing darts in the dark. All right? Or with a blindfold on. They have a blindfold. There's a dartboard. They have a dart, and, and they're blinded, and they're just simply trying to throw it and trying to get that bullseye. And hmm, sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Oh, well, I didn't get it. It must be the will of God that my it, of what I was asking for. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Because the Bible says that we can have confidence in our prayer life. Look at First John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. Listen to this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, in God, in our Heavenly Father, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Did you see that? It says... We can have confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, and it even says that if we ask anything according to his will, what's the key to answered prayer? Praying in line with the will of God. Someone says, how do I know the will of God? Get in the word of God. The Word of God sets the boundaries for us as Christians, the boundaries of, of what is on the property of the will of God and what's on the pro outside of the property, outside of that boundary, which is either the will of man or the will of Satan. Now, here's the deal. The will of man, your will, my will, separately, independent from God, is still the will of the enemy. Because the enemy simply wants this. He simply does not want the will of God to be done. So if you are asking, if you are desiring something that's outside the will of God, Satan likes that. Because he knows that you are wasting your time, you're wasting your breath. And you're not hitting the spiritual bullseye in the spirit. There is nothing more powerful, don't ever forget this, there is nothing more powerful or unstoppable than living a life of agreement with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. To be in agreement with the Holy Spirit, you must be in agreement with the Word of God. When we take the Word of God lightly, when we step outside the boundaries of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit takes that personally, and that grieves Him. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God. He moved holy men and women of God to write His Word on paper. In the love, in the mercy, in the grace of God, God was so awesome and generous to mankind that he said, you know what, my will, my desire, the boundaries in the spirit realm that separate me, my, my blessing from the curse, you know what, I'm not going to let mankind wander around and just try to, um, you know, try to figure it out on their own. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my thoughts, I'm going to put the spiritual laws that that they need to walk in, to walk in my blessing, I'm going to reveal them to them. I'm going to reveal them to, the, to my people. I'm going to reveal them to the world. Every person, every person on this earth 
he has the opportunity to pick up the Word of God and read the will of God, the desire of God. Are you hearing me? Friends, listen to me. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. The Bible has been around for a long time. If you want to know how God feels about a situation, if you want to know how God feels about a certain thing, get in the Word of God. Now, here's the thing. You might not find a chapter and verse on, hey, should... uh, should little Mikey go to college? What college should Mikey go to? Are you hearing me? No, you're, you're not going to find that in the Word of God. That's where the Holy Ghost factor comes in for our lives individually. The Bible gives the will and desire of God in a general sense. Let me give you an example. Um, you know, let's use that in terms of a, a personal decision of what college you should choose. Or, or what you should go into. The Bible says, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to throw just some uh, example out there. The Bible says that obviously abortion is sin. Abortion is murder. So obviously little Mikey should not go to school to be a doctor who performs abortions. Are you hearing me? I, I know that's that's. I'm just giving you an example how how the Word of God sends or or sets boundaries that you can still use in every area of your life. It's got to come and be in agreement with the Word of God to be blessed. You want to walk in the blessing of God? You got to come in agreement with the Word of God. You want the you want to hear from the Holy Ghost in a mighty way? You want to hear from the Holy Ghost clearly? Do you want to know His promptings clearly? Fine. Get into the Word of God. Read the book that he wrote. Are you hearing me? Again, the Holy Spirit is grieved. He takes it personally. When the Word of God is ignored, when the Word of God is not respected, when the Word of God is not lifted up in your life, when the Word of God is not allowed to to set the priorities in your life, Hallelujah. Now, we only have about five minutes left on this broadcast. I've spoken a lot of things to you today. Real quick, Matthew 6.11. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Another point about prayer. I want you to notice that even the most basic needs in our life Jesus reemphasizes the point that we are to we are still expected to ask and activate the will of God on this earth. God knows what you have need of. Matthew 6:8. Jesus said, "Your heavenly Father knows what you have need of before you ask him." In other words, just because God knows what you have need of, we are still expected to ask. We are still expected to invite him into our situation. Why? Because he needs the permission the, for us to give him that authority to operate in our lives. That's why it's so important to put the Lord Jesus Christ at the very center of your life. If, if he's not at the center of your life, if the word of God is not at the center of your life and, and dictates the decisions that you make every day, your life is going to be a mess. I guarantee you, your life is a mess right now if you're not doing that. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. We are supposed to be specific in our prayers. He said, give us this day, this one day. Blanket prayers don't count. God just said, my whole life, just give me everything I need. No, no, no. Jesus said, pray about today. This day, talk to your Heavenly Father about it. Invite Him into your situation. Speak His promises over your life. Grand Rapids, I'm going to be there. Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th at the Holiday Inn Express South. At 6 p.m., that revival experience starts. Detroit, Michigan area. Saturday, July 14th, I'm going to be at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan for a revival experience. Get there, be there. 
Also, I'm going back to the West Coast, Los Angeles, California area. I'm going to be at the Courtyard Marriott, Santa Ana Airport area. For more information about events, go to RevivalChristian.org, JamesBrant.org. I want you to sign up for my ministry email list so you can get the latest and most current information about where I'm going to be, what I'm doing. Also, are you in need of deliverance ministry? If you are, I want you to contact me. If I'm not coming to an area near you, you can't come out to me, we can do it over Skype. I'll minister to you over Skype. I'll tell you what, God will use technology. He will do it. So get there to these meetings. I'm telling you right now, the presence of God is going to be so strong. I'm believing for miracle signs and wonders. Not, it's not a show. It's not a show, people. Nothing's cheapened about it. We reverence the presence of God. And God said simply this, that if you proclaim, if you preach and teach my word, he said, I will confirm my word with signs following. It's that simple. It's that simple. So if you're not seeing those things happening in your life, in your ministry, maybe you're not talking about them enough. Take all the stops out of your faith and just believe God with radical faith. Are you hearing me? God has so much more for you in your life. Take hold of him. Be open to allow the Holy Spirit to to dig up the bad foundation in your spiritual life. Let him do it. There may be some things that you've been holding on to that are not in line with the Word of God. Get rid of them. Tip over those sacred cows of dead religion in your life and take hold of the truth. And you'll be glad you did. And I will be back this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. God bless. Have a great day. God is good. Talk to you Thursday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.